Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Eric. And we are back together looking at uh, one of the more highly anticipated new releases of the first part uh, of Craven the Hunter. (laughs) I forgot that was even a movie. (laughs) Me too. I saw a poster of that and I was like, oh, yeah. This year's going to be interesting. Uh, it sure is. Uh, you know, sadly, you were too sick uh, to be here last week, but I, I don't Much know. nailed it last time. I love the review. I, I was wondering if you just got sick because you saw Night Swims. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I usually look forward to those January horror dumps, um, but I, I just still haven't made it to see it. I'm actually still going to see it, but I've been trying to keep up with the streaming releases and stuff like that too. So I just saw that one, um, the Jake Johnson one that just came out on Hulu. That was pretty good. I had, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. But, um, but I, the, 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 okay. Okay. What you did this week, like, like you don't owe me an apology or anything, but I didn't realize I had never actually seen Soul all the way through. <laughs> the emotional roller coaster that I went on this week was a little nuts. So, um, yeah. So yeah, we are thanks. looking at two films uh, that are releasing in uh, theaters for the first time this week, both featuring Tina Fey. Only one of them is a 2024 movie. I'll I'll leave it to you for a little while to work that one out. Uh, and that's the one we will look at first, and that is Mean Girls. And if you're saying to yourself, "I feel like this movie came out 20 years ago." You're not wrong. In 2004, we got uh, Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams. Since then, it's you know remained a part of the culture, took on a new life as a Broadway musical, which led it to take on new life once again as a musical adaptation on the big screen. Uh, new cast, but you still have Tim Meadows, still have Tina Fey, a couple other cameos uh, in there. Story pretty similar. Uh, some of the classic lines similar, but also now we have singing. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people were excited for this one to come out. Uh, probably one of the bigger releases of January. Um, so Eric, what did you think? I'm going to start by pointing out that, uh, my rating, uh, I'm giving this a full two thumbs up. Uh, and I think this is good because, well, I'll let people know your rating in a minute, but, um, you know what? Entirely that second thumb is just because when the guy pulled the sprinklers, the, when the guy pulled the fire alarm, the sprinklers didn't go off. It's one of those things they do in movies where it's like, you, you don't say goodbye at the end of a phone call or whatever. I don't know for all of the hyper realized melodrama. No, here's the thing. The movie is, in my opinion, perfectly cast because you know these characters and have known these characters some people for 20 years i don't have particular nostalgia for the original i like that movie a lot and i but i saw it way after the fact and it wasn't the kind of person who i think would have enjoyed it the same in high school but um the knowing the iconography that's supposed to be there this plays into it so well without forcing things too hard and clearly has its own air to it with the, the musical numbers and things. 
Um, I never thought that the music was too invasive or prolonged. Uh, I'm surprised between this and Wonka. Like I normally not a musical person. I, there are these little hints and drops there of the kind of thing that normally bothers me about musicals where there's just like a falseness to the way that people act and perform. But no, I, there were, there were plot beats that I feel are more realized and earned than even in the original movie. Like the, the structure, Katie, the lead character does kind of transition into becoming a plastic and whatnot. There's all of that. Now I will say I have a huge reservation with this movie. It is really weird that this movie tries to play to both the mid thirties people who watched the movie before and still tries to be this let girls be girls appeal to today's teenagers kind of sensibility. It is. I would not have wanted to see this movie alone. I think it is meant to be enjoyed with people who enjoy the other movie. Um, There's just, there's something with both stories, this underpinning, like who wrote the rules that decide why somebody is, popular unpopular plastic whatever like it's 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 just there's something to it some undercurrent some pinning something that i can't put my finger on that makes that a little bit weird but personal opinion is personal opinion and the movie was an absolute blast so yeah yeah and this it was based originally on a book um and i think what what made the first one classic first of all it's it's gentle of you to say um early to mid thirties, I would think the people that probably enjoyed the um, one and and saw it when it was out would be late thirties to early to mid forties. Well, I'm thinking if they were teenagers in high school, I mean, if if you were 17 or 18, you'd be 37, 38. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, but I think what I liked best about the first one was kind of the um the writing and some of the lines and the delivery and you still get some of those uh classic lines here and then you have you know some interesting uh, you know choices and updates that they've made i like angori rice uh who plays katie heron um you know i still like tina fey some of it was a little much uh, for me. I'm giving it a mild thumbs up. Um, I did not like it as much as the straight version of it, where, you know, the no, non-musical version. Uh, I thought it was okay. The songs didn't didn't really hit for me. Um, there were none of them that I was really taken with. Some of them were a little clever. Some of the ways that they put them together were somewhat clever, but some of the even way they did it at the beginning, going out of the garage and that little interlude in Africa looked so green screened to me um, that it took me out of it a little bit. Uh, it, it was fine. It also it felt like they could have tightened it a little bit. Um, you know, the original film was Where 96 minutes and this one's, an hour and 55. Is it? Yes. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit longer and, um, you know, it just doesn't, it, it didn't feel as sharp, uh, to me in some spots. Um, 
I thought it was, it was okay. I I enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, but like I said, I didn't like it as much as the original. And that's, you know, I gave it a mild thumbs up. I've seen a lot of people completely dragging it, um, which I yeah. don't think is fair either. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was terrible. Um, it did feel like it was a more hyper-sexualized version than the original. Yeah. And that that's really this the sticking point that feels very like odd to me. It's like so. I went to a Friday night screening and there were a lot of teens and I was thinking to myself, I don't know if this was the greatest thing for them. <laughs> that's the that's the weird part is like the thing is so on the one hand, like okay, it's like super weird to hypersexualize the movie for adults. And kind of weird to sexualize the movie for teenagers and kids. So, I don't know. It's it's where you land in this conversation about, like, girls, women being able to be safe, engaging and exploring their sexuality and all this kind of stuff. And, like, so it, it's... It's one of those things that, like, again, I wouldn't personally, like, go out of my way to, to watch this, like, alone... But something about it feels like it's talking about something that does happen with teenagers still today. Like, this is a thing that happens with people, a culture that, like, exists out there. And there is... I also wonder, though, you know, it seemed like some of the, like, younger audience in the screening we were with didn't totally resonate with all of the material. And I wonder if, you know, the idea of, like, a book that they're keeping um, worked fine in 2004. Um, they even had to make references that they, even though the pictures all look like they are the current people, they said at one point, oh, look at this book that you made a long time ago before you had phones. Mm, yeah. Be because nowadays it's more the like secret chats or instagram or probably versions of uh, social be. media I'm been... not even on like tiktok or and yeah had they kind of modernized that that element it might have worked a little i don't know i guess it's a thing it would be trying a little hard you know like there's something about it it lives in two times and it doesn't fully commit to either one and yeah i think that's that's the big sticking point where like it's it is weird wanting the movie. I, I really don't feel like if it leaned one direction, it would be better than it ended up being just trying to skirt by in between the two of them. But um, because I can't think of what it would look like, you know, like, yeah, it would be like a secret old chat thread. And then uh, um, Katie would be able to scroll through it and see like, oh, you said this about so-and-so like back in middle school. And like, yeah, it, it would be a little bit different, but I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's to me, it's fine for what it is. And, you know, I think people will enjoy it if they, especially if they liked the original one. It's a, to me, it's the perfect kind of January movie. A lot of times you're just looking, especially, I, I don't know about you, but for me coming out of like award season and you get a lot of heavy things a lot of somber and serious things in the end of december uh it's yeah. nice kind of to come to a movie where you can just have a few laughs watch some brightly colored musical numbers 
and not have to like contemplate the depth of brokenness of humanity that so yeah. many of these other and again and so i kind of said this on twitter so that's kind of what it feels like this year is going to be so that's, to have a little break that's what this month is like... too because you get a lot of things that are like leaking out now in um wide release like i think i saw the zone of interest is now going a little bit oh, yeah. wider and i'm like well that's you know just a nice family tale set at Auschwitz or you can watch Mean Girls and have a few laughs, head home, you know, take your mind off the fact that the weather's out there trying to kill you right now. So mm -hmm. it could be worse. And I would say it's a double-edged sword. If you, if you're a huge fan of the original Mean Girls movie, if you are willing to enjoy something that celebrates the things about that movie that work and are funny, I think you'll enjoy the movie. If you're someone who sort of feels like there is a lockbox around the movie and for someone to try and re-emulate it is, is like a, a crime, you're going to hate this. So, yeah. Well, next up, you know, first time in theaters, uh, Pixar had an interesting strategy during the COVID-19 pandemic of... Uh, uh, their movies were basically taken and debuted on uh, Disney Plus. And the first of those that got the D Plus treatment was Soul, uh, which came out uh, in December. I think it was actually Christmas Day of 2020, um, released on Disney Plus. Never got a theatrical release. Uh, features the voices of Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Um, to start this year, one a month for the next three months, Pixar is rolling out some of the films that they re previously released only on streaming into theaters. First of those is Soul. We'll get Turning Red in February and Luca in Luca. March. Uh, it gives you a chance to go see them on the big screen. And I thought this was our chance to come back and talk about uh, this movie that um, a fair number of people saw, but probably not as much if it would have gotten like a bigger wide release. You remember that kind of weird, that first Christmas season of COVID, it was like they dropped Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters and on Max the same day, and then they dropped Soul. So it was kind of like, oh, you, you know, if you want to take your life into your own hands and go to theaters, you can, but here we'll just give you these uh, all at home. You know, we're actually seeing a few movies. It's going to be interesting to see how Dune Part 2 does because the first one was another one of those movies that they kind of flushed straight uh, to stream. I mean, it opened date and date the same place, but I would wager 75% of the people saw it on max. Uh, so Soul, um, you know, it was kind of fun to revisit this one. Jamie Foxx, a jazz musician on the cut uh, who's also a middle school band teacher he's on the cusp of kind of his big break getting to play with one of his heroes a famous musician and takes a misstep falls in a manhole and is in a coma about to expire his soul travels up uh, and he tries to fight his way back to earth manages to make it to where the new souls are coming down and gets tapped as a mentor for 22 uh, which is voiced by tina fey uh, who you know, just deathly afraid of leaving the comforts of uh, soul training and actually coming to Earth. They end up going to Earth a little bit together and helping each other in this process. Kind of a, a beautiful, different kind of uh, movie. You know, Pixar sometimes does these kind of ethereal things. We had seen them do a little bit with Inside Out. Um, to me, the best parts of Pixar movies are always when they tap into uh, something emotional. I just rewatched Up, which the 
opening sequence of that movie is probably the greatest short film in the history of animation. And then they sort of ruin it with a plot that is to me much less interesting than where we were tracking with the story of Carl and Ellie. Soul, I, there are parts of it that, uh, that I really love and on rewatch that I really enjoy. I'm giving this one a solid thumbs up that when it came out, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better animated films that came out that year. Excited that it's going to theaters. It's nice they're putting them in theaters, but I have not seen a huge marketing campaign. I'm going to be curious to see what kind of numbers it does, especially since this weekend, 75% of the country just got slapped with either a snowstorm or sub-zero temperatures. <coughs> what did you uh, think of Seoul? I don't know. Maybe I'm just riding some kind of high after not being sick, but I, this is another full two thumbs up for me. It is gorgeous, imaginative. I love the voices that they choose. I do not know this lady's name, but she was from um, Hunt for the Wilder People, and she works a lot with Taika Waititi. She was in Thor yeah. Ragnarok as well. Uh, her, Richard Ayoade, and Graham Norton, I think all are, are standouts. Uh, but Tina Fey is amazing, and Jamie Foxx is incredible. Like. I appreciated the musical numbers and and just this larger. I mean, if Mean Girls is kind of saying like, "Hey, people are going to to be mean and people are going to have their opinions about you and you shouldn't care what other people think," there is this massive sledgehammer of an idea in Soul that is much bigger than that. That is life. You can have give meaning to it if you want to, but you should really just appreciate it on life's terms. You don't have to take it all that seriously. And that gutted me. I I had seen, I guess, the first half of the movie before, and 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 I just expected it to go a direction that it didn't go. And I don't know, like it's it's very weird thinking of the kind of the way that this is a happy ending. I mean, it's a, a traditional sort of plot structure. Character thinks they know what they want, learns what they really need along the way. But, ah, like, I, I really think of all of, of all of the recent Pixar movies, this one, there's something special about it. And I, I don't know if it's just because it's like humans and earth and whatnot, but there's something distinct that it has to say. It doesn't fall into the same formula as some of the other pixar movies and i don't know there's a, there's a lot from pixar coming this year because of these releases and then inside out too and like i'm i'm kind of it's kind of like nice to be reminded like yeah the ingenuity and imagination that goes into it last year was a strong year for animation uh i don't know if we can really count these as this year for animation just because they're getting theatrical releases but it's going to be a fun time at the theaters no, i absolutely loved soul soul was an academy award nominee the year it was actually released so okay uh, in fact it might have let me go look uh rachel house is the actress you're looking for. oh yeah this is uh administrative terry it yeah. won, it actually might have won the oscar for best animated feature that year i'm pulling it up because it says it won two oscars uh so it definitely those movies won't um turning red and luca and soul they won't count for uh for awards this year i think inside out to okay. you're right is the pixar um release this year kind of an interesting time uh for pixar too you know I, i'd be curious to see if this renews some um it did win best animated feature it also won uh Good. best original score 
Mm, I don't know what it was competing against, so I'm sorry if I'm gapping on something, but oh, ooh, that deserves awards. Well, let's take a look. Uh, the animated films the year it came out were... Wolfwalkers, one of them? Or was it 2021? Mm, well, this was... Uh, so it was nominated for Best Sound, but didn't get that. Um, score, it was up against Defy Bloods, Minari, Mank, and News of the World. Minari. Oh. Yep. Uh, and for animation, it was against Onward, which was another one that Disney kind of uh, dunked right onto, mm-hmm. onto Disney+. Plus. Over the Moon, um, which is one that I actually enjoyed that mm-hmm. was on uh, Netflix, Wolfwalkers, you're correct, and a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Yeah, from everything that I've seen, Soul would be head and shoulders. I mean, well, I, I haven't seen, the, I'm not going to say for the ones I haven't seen, but like... I've seen mm. them all. If Soul was Soul was my pick out of that group, but I I did enjoy Wolfwalkers and I did enjoy um, Over the Moon. I think that's an underrated uh, Netflix. That was you know Netflix occasionally just drops some of these animated ones. They seem to get lost in the shuffle a little bit because I don't think people mm. go to uh, Netflix necessarily right away for animation. But mm. um, you know I still enjoy Soul. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the um pixar releases um this one is decently high up among pixar releases for me i i think when we get closer to inside out 2 coming out this summer i might start releasing my pixar list i've been going back through oh i'd like to see if you if you saw what i started as my uh blog countdowns this year one of them is uh 50 animated films Mm. cool so we'll see soul later later this year on that list mm-hmm. um but yeah kind of a, a a big weekend for tina fey yeah and she been, if you've been missing tina fey you can catch her uh in both live action and animated form at the movies this weekend mm-hmm. uh that that does it for me any other uh, thoughts on these films no but you know what this year decided to slap me in the first week. So I'm really excited to kind of be back and doing something else and kind of punching back. So who knows? You're really excited to see night swim. And I was going to tell you to temper those expectations. (laughs) I really feel like that'll make everything all better. Yeah, that'd be fine. Might Um, make me sick again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Just looking forward to a new year. If you're missing Wyatt Russell, just watch Monarch on Apple TV Plus. Still interested in that. I did mm-hmm. you see Godzilla uh, X Kong got pulled up, and it's going the same day as Ghostbusters Frozen Empire now. Which I don't know why just, they're doing that. It's just going to be the most mid weekend. <laughs> it's just. I felt like putting a uh, a Twitter comment this week that uh, this. Uh, real life uh, marketing campaign for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire that's subsumed most of the country is just taking things a little too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But we shall see. Well, next week uh, we have uh, both a new film in ISS, which I actually saw a trailer for, which made me interesting, uh, interested. Ariana Dubois is in that cast. A couple of other uh, interesting actors about 
the International Space Station, when an American and a Russian team are up there, when the world descends into World War III and a nuclear war below them, and uh, how they have to respond looks like it could be an, it could either be really good or it's going to be Night Swim Part Two. I, I don't think there are any other possible outcomes for this. Those to ah. me, those to me are the ranges. So we'll have to see. Uh, and then Origin, uh, which is Ava DuVernay's latest film, got a New York and LA release on Christmas. Supposed to go wide uh, next week. Um, I have I saw that back in December. Excited to uh, hopefully you'll get to see that one too, and and we'll share our thoughts. But that's that's January for you. You got the the new kind of mass market releases that nobody expects to win awards, and the films that no one saw at the end of the year that are getting a wider release that everyone wants to get awards. Yeah, I still everyone go see American Fiction. I didn't yep. get to really talk that up, so I'm just gonna shout out like, man, um, this this week if you can choose to go see things, go see Soul and go see American Fiction. That'd be an amazing week. Yeah. Until next week, we will see you guys at the movies.